1: Welcome in. Happy Friday. BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. Brian Masrowski here with you for the next hour or so. Joe is still off on his honeymoon. Hopefully, you know, experiencing a little bit better weather than we are here. Uh, It seems like even though the snow is flying out here, it seems like the worst is behind us. The worst was when I was driving in this morning. All snow by me. And then you cross like you go from... City of Tonawanda into north or into, uh, excuse me, town of Tonawanda. And then it was just like freezing rain slush, which stinks when you're driving in because, you know, the snow, it's fine. I mean, it doesn't stick to your windshield when you're driving. If you're at the uh, light, you know, hit your windshield, boom, wipers, and, and then it's gone. And you're fine. The freezing rain goes, you hit a red light. It stops at your wipers, and then, you know, all of a sudden, your whole windshield's frozen. You can't really do much about it. It kind of stinks that way. You know, a lot of things going on, of course, around the world, and it's it's always very hard to wrap your head around it, right? To have a situation, like a, a war happening in Europe, and how do you... You know, really internalize that in a way where you are, I don't know, giving it the proper amount of thought, if any, to look at that in a way where, you know, what what am I supposed to think about this? You know, what is really going on? Can I get a clear and concise picture? You know, I'm not the expert in what's happening all around the world. You know, how can I really understand... The situation, and usually when I'm, you know, wondering these questions, and, and I'm thinking, you know, how can I understand this? You know, who is the trusted voice who can put this into perspective for me? You know, where am I going for information when war breaks out anywhere in the world? And you know, usually I find myself uh, coming to the same answer. You know, it's it's the view. I and mean, that's, where else? Where else would I turn? Except for the view. I mean, every day, just giving me clarity on all the world's problems. And they they did so yesterday when talking about the situation.
2: Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded. Yeah. And that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people yeah. that, that are going to be displaced. Yeah.
3: I mean... It's it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in in Western Europe too. Yeah. Well, you know, you just you plan a trip, you want to go there, I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of, of uh, the pandemic, and now this. You know, it's yeah. it's like who's gonna, what's going to happen there?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. On, on, unbelievable. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's Joy Behar at the end. If you were following along, you uh, fifty thousand could lose their lives. Millions of people displaced and on top of all that Joy Behar might not be able to take her vacation on time. I Where do the atrocities stop? Really, I mean putting it into perspective on uh, how this impacts you, Joy Behar. She she's postponed this Italy trip before and now she might have to do it again. Well, that's—I mean—that's the the clear picture of what's going on in the world that you get from the view every day. Um, great for Italy, though. You know they're getting off on this. They don't have to know uh, Joy Behar for them for, for at least the foreseeable future. So uh, congratulations uh, to all them out there. But that's where I turn. That's where I turn for all my news of the day. Uh, and what's going on around you? I—we're hearing from the CDC today. <clears throat> After everybody stopped listening to them, they're now going to come out with some new recommendations on mask wearing. And we've had this conversation before. We've had plenty of guests on the show. And I've said before, I disagree with even though we've talked about the mask mandate and my feelings on that throughout the last two years that I, you know, generally I disagree with the CDC coming out and now changing their guidance on mask wearing because it's, they're being pushed too politically. You know, the CDC should probably always say, well, yeah, I mean, if you want to best protect yourself against airborne diseases in indoor public spaces, you would wear a mask. And then, you know, the caveat here being you have leaders who don't, Just take that and say, okay, well, now that's the law of the land. You are free to take the advice as you will, just like all the advice the CDC gives you. But they're going to change some things today that might open the door for us to get back to normal a little bit because people have been so in lockstep with what the CDC has done. Uh, More on that, by the way, if you want to listen to uh, Dr. Amish Adalja last time he was on with me earlier this morning, or earlier this week, excuse me, Monday morning. I hear that in the podcast tab, WBEN.com. But what is the next phase of normal? Some people have been living a normal life. You know, the biggest, most obvious next phase of normal is normality in schools. When is that going to happen? But for many people, uh, they're still wondering what is going to be next. What is my job going to look like? Two months from now, a year from now, how will things change for me? If you have been working in an office setting, chances are you've been working fully remotely, hybridly remotely. Maybe you've been in the office, but you've been completely secluded from everyone you work with. Maybe it's been completely back to normal the entire time. I want to hear from you throughout the morning, eight oh three oh nine thirty on this. But when will that change? Does it need to change? It's a question that is especially on top of mind when it comes to New York City. Now, we've heard that, you know, even though there's been all these restrictions, they've been slow to come off, there's been indoor mask mandates, things like that. I I mean, while that was in place, Governor Kathy Hochul was, you know, kind of pleading with the business community in New York City, hey, we need to get back into the office. We need to end remote work. I'm sure, you know, one of the reasons this mask mandate came off was some of the feedback she got. Well, you know, hey, how, how can we say come back to work and put a mask on? You know, you're telling people, hey, it's safe to come back into the office, but not safe enough to actually, you know, be present in the office. So then we started to see things change. And you know, I still don't know what to make of this guy, but he's a great soundbite. New New York City Mayor Eric Adams. He's been big on this. People have to go back to work. We talked about this on the show not too long ago. I believe it was uh, somebody at J.P. Morgan who said, hey, if you can go out to eat, you can go into the office. That was his new uh, work policy in bringing people back. Uh, new York City Mayor Eric Adams. He talks a big game. I don't know if the actions have completely matched up to this point. But he was on it again this week, talking about remote work, what he's hoping to see out there. Here's the quote that was getting attention.
4: One thing that can't happen, you can't stay home in your pajamas all day. That is not who we are as a city. Uh, You need to be out cross-pollinating ideas, interacting with humans. It is crucial. We're social creatures. And we must socialize to get the energy that we need as a city.
1: So that's New York City Mayor Eric Adams talking about getting back to work. He is among those who wants to make the push in New York City, maybe, you know, around the entire U.S. too, to end remote work, to get back into the office. You know, especially important in downtown settings because they've been absent of people. You need to get people back in there. You need to have people... Commuting to downtown to further support the downtown. I mean, it's this domino effect. You don't need me to spell it out for you. That's really clear to see. If you're a restaurant downtown, you're gonna suffer if there's not as many people down there. Uh, but his comments are getting attention for you know the jokey crack. Listen, you can't sit around in your pajamas all day. Funny. Gets the headlines. And, of course, the reaction, Swift, and, oh, we're not sitting around our pajamas. That's not the important part of what he said. I think the important part of what he said is right after this, that really went unnoticed. As he said, you need to be out and about. You need to be cross-pollinating ideas, is what he said. And I thought that was very interesting. And it got me to thinking about, you know, remote work in general. Because there's really two separate arguments that are are happening simultaneously when it comes to returning to the office. Because if you're focused on the actual job, I think in a lot of cases, and why it's been so slow to return to the office for so many people, in a lot of cases, if you are the employee if you're, you know, the manager of an office, if you're doing whatever, you can say, listen, the job itself, we found out I don't really need to be in the office physically to do it. If I have a computer, if I have a phone, if I'm able to, you know, travel outside and meet somebody somewhere else, I can do this really without ever going in somewhere and still perform the task as it's required. And that's kind of the argument for keeping remote work. Now, simultaneously going on is this other argument of, well, listen, it's not just about the work. For some people, it is. And that's the push I think you got for, hey, let me stay at home. If people are just focused on the work itself, you want to stay, you know, I I can do that. There's the concurrent argument that says, well, wait a second. Work is not just about work. And that's the argument really for returning to the office. Work is not just about work. In New York City, they're saying that work is not just about work. Work is about getting people into different communities And supporting other businesses when you're there that kind of keeps this whole thing going. You know, your work is not just about what you do at the office. It's about how you get there, where you spend money along the way. Then there's this other idea. Work is not just about work. Work is about the social aspect of this, and this is where I think it gets interesting. The mayor there, right? Let's listen to this comment
4: again. One thing that can't happen: you can't stay home in your pajamas all day. That is not who we are as a city. Uh, you need to be out, cross pollinating ideas, interacting with humans. It is crucial. We're social creatures, and we must socialize to get the energy that we need as a city.
1: So there's that. There's And I felt this a lot around here. Because, you know, here just in the past week, I've seen a few people around. But generally, it's been pretty lonely. When you go into the office, there's, you know, not anybody here. It's just kind of drab. I think a lot of people feel that way. You just like being around people. But then there's that, remember what he said there, the cross-pollinating ideas. And it brings up this other point of... Maybe you're not secluded in the sense of you're by yourself, in the sense that you're not talking to anybody else. But are you becoming secluded in your ideas? When you're not at the workplace and you're not interacting with people who are your coworkers, with people who are just kind of around, with people who you might see on your commute, People you might, you know, maybe you're no longer stopping somewhere for a bite to eat at lunch, for a drink after. You're not talking to those people at the lunch counter, at the bar, in the cafeteria, so on and so forth, fellow coworkers. And instead, what you're doing is you're kind of choosing your social interactions instead of letting them happen by happenstance. And when you choose your social interactions, what you might end up doing, I don't want to say this is always going to be the case, but what would be very plausible from that is that you're creating a big echo chamber around you. You're not really getting a cross-pollination of ideas because you're surrounding yourself with people whose ideas... Align with yours, or people who you know their ideas already, and you're not really hearing anything new. It, in your life, you're kind of curating your own interactions. If you're going to the office, if you're having these unplanned interactions, that's when you start to see other people's points of view. And that is one of the important parts about getting back into the office, about getting back to normal, about seeing people's faces and talking to people freely that we're not really getting anymore. 803-0930 if you want to join us. Julia in Buffalo, you're on WBEN. How's it going, Julia?
3: It's going pretty well, thanks. I'm enjoying this weather because it gives me an opportunity to make some phone calls that I need to make.
1: There you go. I'm glad one of them was to me. What's on your mind? Uh, what's your work situation right now?
3: My work situation is I work part time, and I don't want to reveal a lot of it. Um, I'm using my middle name uh, because I, I also do, I'm a mental health counselor, and I do per diem work on Tuesdays and Fridays. And the other days, I work as a higher education advisor at a local college. Uh, My background is 30 to 35 years in higher education, administration, and advising, and mental health counseling. I have two masters in mental health counseling and two PhDs related to higher ed administration. And I've returned to Buffalo, New York in 2008 because of health issues. Um, And that's about it.
1: Well, I I would say you're, you're, you're probably qualified to call this show then just making the cut oh what do you think of the mayor's comments i
3: you know what i think the mayor's comments and this is something interesting you're sounding very intelligent today and i like that some days you're just a little loopy but today you're sounding real good but anyway once in
1: a while um
3: i was just saying these comments that he makes reminds me of what's going on with this whole argument that the stadium should be downtown the Buffalo Bill Stadium. And you know why? Because when you interact and work with so many different people, you go out, it's like New York City. You go out to the local, uh, because I used to travel to New York for one of my first jobs. And when you go out, you get a go to the deli down the street. You see so many people. You go here, you go there, you go there. When the place is in Orchard Park, where are you going to go? Every, you know, you got to drive everywhere. And then the diverse group of people can't get to Orchard Park because the bus doesn't go there. And, you know, the, the the population that takes the bus or the train to get to their job, they can't take their kids to work. Um, and I think the school's office is located downtown. Uh, and so that's odd in itself that it's located so far away from the stadium that they have in Orchard Park. But I believe, because I did something funny one day, I followed uh, Josh Allen's uh, car from downtown. Uh he was he was driving the regular speed limit. He's a good he's a good man. But I followed him all the way to his home and I said, Wow, I can't believe I just followed Josh Allen But anyway he was coming from the office with the bus. But um anyway, um so it's just odd. What the the mayor says I think I agree with because of my years of experience I've worked with a wide variety of people. I'm an African American woman and I will be fifty three in on uh May first. And I find through my career that it's much more interesting when you work with that type of diversity, but sometimes it has to be structured by the environment. Uh, and you find it strange that it's like Big Brother. Why would they want to get involved in that? But it's just better for the community, to hey, have that yeah, type of involvement.
1: Yeah, Julia, sorry uh, we have to go for the break, but I appreciate the call. Good thing you use your middle name, and, you know, the following there. You started to get a little, I don't know. But, but the sentiment, you know, I agree with. If you are not going to be pushed into situations where you're not curating your own environment, are you ever going to really be able to expand that reach? Expand, you know, who you come in contact with, who you meet. You know, so many people like to talk about being diverse in your thinking Being diverse in, you know, who you're with and your life experiences. Is that ever going to happen if you're not forced into those experiences at some point? If you're not forced to talk to these people? I don't know. Let us know. 803-0930 if you want to join me. B-Maz and Beamer on WBEN. Welcome back. B-Maz and Beamer here on WBEN. You know, we're talking about the uh, return to work, return to normal. This work from home, is it going away? And the rationale behind getting back into the office, it has less to do with work, maybe. And, you know, more to do with some of the other things that just make our society function. This is all based on, you know, comments from New York City's Mayor Eric Adams. He was talking about getting back into the office, getting back to work. And he has... The tendency to kind of throw things out there that really undermine his point. He's got, like, some good points, but then he'll throw. He did the same thing. He was uh, comparing uh, cheese to heroin, where he said, you know, like, being addicted to cheese, it's like being addicted to heroin. It's like, listen, we know what you mean. But you know what's going to happen. People are going to jump down your throat over... A little hyperbole because that's what everyone does and then your whole point kind of gets lost in the end but here he is talking about remote work
4: one thing that can't happen you can't stay home in your pajamas all day that is not who we are as a city oh uh, you need to be out cross-pollinating ideas interacting with humans it is crucial. We're social creatures and we must socialize to get the energy that we need as a city.
1: So what does everyone focus on? Oh, you can't stay at home in your pajamas all day. You know, basically saying, oh, you're being lazy if you're not going into the office, if you're just working from home. But what he really means to say there is, listen, you're doing your job, that's fine, but we need people to be interacting with each other. We need to be cross-pollinating ideas. You need to get out of that social bubble. 803-0930 if you want to weigh in. We'll go to Richard. Richard, thanks for waiting on hold. Uh, what do you think of those comments? Who, who are you? Talking to you. You're on the air, Richard. Ah,
0: uh, yeah, yay. Mayor of New York City, and I am a Republican. Thank goodness he got rid of that communist to de Seems to be a good mayor, just like our mayor.
1: All right. A- any thoughts on returning to the office, what we're talking about here? Yeah. Oh, people
0: need to go back to work.
1: Need to get the economy going. All right. Hey, Richard, thanks for the call. Insight there. No, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to get to? We got this on our text board, 803 if you want to give us a call or send us a text, that this might happen outside the workplace now. You know, the argument that the mayor is making... And what I'm trying to say here is that the work from home, it's not because the work is necessarily suffering, that you want to get back to work. It's because of everything else. There might be some things lost at work, too. I think morale is one of those. If you're a type of person who kind of thrives on some social interaction, you're going to be missing that. It's going to take something out of the final product, I would imagine. But for the most part, if you're working remotely at this point, it's because you've been able to keep working remotely because you've been able to get the job done. But what you're missing is this, one, I mean, there's the financial aspect that, you know, you hear all the time. Listen, if you're not going to work, you're not spending money along the way, you're not supporting the other businesses that are part of this economy that kind of makes the whole thing go. But what the mayor of New York City there said with cross pollinating ideas, when you go into the workplace, when you travel, um, you know, on the bus or train or you're visiting a gas station on your way, maybe you're stopping at a bar on the way uh, back, you're dealing with people and you're bumping into people that you wouldn't have had you been working from home. And then, you know, oh, sure. Well, no, it's not like I just stay at home. I go out, too. We go do things. Yeah, but you're, you're talking to the same people. Are you really meeting new people? Are you hearing new ideas? Are you getting a new perspective on life? That, you know, we've been told, I, I always love it's the same people who want to hold on to this remote learning, who always tell me, you know, how important it is to have perspective and, you know, to take other people into consideration. Well, it's hard to do that when you're not seeing any of the other people. When you're choosing your own social interactions, all you're doing is making a big echo chamber and you're not really hearing those other perspectives. You're not cross-pollinating ideas. Someone chimed in on the text board saying that, you know, maybe this interaction will just switch from the workplace to new venues. They point to, you know, reusing malls and plazas to create gathering spaces. But I don't think it works that way, right? I mean, think about where you gather right now. You're at a mall. You're at some of these other places. You're still kind of staying within your clique. You're not really branching out. How many of you, once you reach a certain age... The only way you're branching out and speaking with other people is when you're forced into that situation. And when are you forced into that situation? For most people, it's work, and that's it. I was just at a concert the other night. I mean, sure, there's some people who are outgoing who you can say hi to without knowing who they are. But most people are talking to the one person they came in with, and that's kind of it. Let's go to Patrick in Amherst. Patrick, what do you think about this? How important is that to see other people to cross-pollinate ideas?
5: Essential. It's absolutely essential. We uh, There's a certain amount of energy that is exchanged when people have face-to-face interaction with each other, as opposed to uh, online comments. Uh, there's facial expression. There's excitement a lot of times. Um uh, You know, unfortunately, there's also confrontation that isn't always comfortable. But, uh, yeah, no, to to be interactive face-to-face, in person, in an office, there's a lot of ideas, a lot of fresh uh, things that come to the the table, and it is essential. And that's why I I wanted to call in, because what what Mayor Adams said was absolutely spot-on. It was very simple. It wasn't worded for the elites. It was worded for the everyday people that understand exactly what he's talking about and it cut right to the heart. I love it. It, it takes me back to when uh, when Merrick Griffin, I think it was the blizzard of 77, said, just grab a six-pack and stay home. In other words, he was just saying, stay off the streets so we can do our job. Stay out of the way so we can get this done for you. And, uh, you know, people just absolutely went ballistic on that. The same as they're doing with them saying, that, you know, you can't stay in your pajamas all day. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's something of... Uh, uh, of parental influence would say. I thought it was great. I thought it was very simple. And it's good to hear Tony back, too. So I just wanted to throw
1: that in. Hey, Pat, thanks for the call. Uh, we'll go to Dan. Dan is in North Tonawanda. What's going on, Dan?
0: Hey, Brian. So uh, here's the thing. I-, I just had also piggyback on the previous caller's points. There's a- one other added aspect, not just the individual – uh, interaction, right? There, it's it's the, the personal aspect about it. It's when you're sitting in a meeting and, you know, right before the meeting starts, it's going to your colleague saying, hey, you know, I, I heard your dad was in surgery. You know, how did it go? Is everything all right? It's, it's that personal connection that's lost when you're just staring at the picture of a person on the screen that's that's talking and you can't like, you can't see that personal, that aspect. There's somebody struggling with something. You can't see that. The, the other added element I'll say is this, is there are some roles that you can do that are a hundred percent online and you're not going to lose anything. That, that does exist. However, there are a lot of roles that you need to have that physical interaction with. I, I compare, you know, when it comes to telecommuting, very similar to online learning, you know, and, and there's only so much you can teach online that the analogy I always tell people is, you know what, how about you teach somebody to swim online and then toss them in the ocean and see how they do. You know, it's, it's, You can only do so much. I I think getting back to work is essential.
1: Dan, I uh, appreciate the call, and I like that last point because, you know, there's so many things where, yeah, I can do it online. I can do it remotely. You know, I'll get the job done. But uh, put yourself in the shoes of somebody who is, you know, 20-something years old. They're they're in a, a job like this, and they can do their job just fine remotely, in meetings. But like Dan there just said, you know, well, maybe you're not getting the, you know, personal communication before and after. You're not really getting to know, say you're in sales. Are you really getting to know people outside of your workplace like you once did? And you're kind of closing in your network. Are you you know, tunneling yourself in, you might be doing your job right now, but are you cutting off your ability to advance in the future if, you know, you're not getting FaceTime either at your office or FaceTime with the people you might have speak in, uh, spoken to who are working in other industries? You know, how, how often does that happen, right? You know, I'm working one job, but as part of my job, I'm going out meeting these people. You make these connections, you get to know somebody personally, and that might help you out down the line professionally. You know, now that's, is it happening? I, I find it hard to believe that it's happening at the extent that it once did. And, you know, sure, you can have people who say, listen, I go into the office. I don't need to go into the office. I have plenty of social interaction from my friends, from my family, from the people I care about. But I think that's the problem that we're talking about here, right? That if you're just getting all your social interaction from people you already know, from people you already know you like, from people who are like you, or, you know, not everybody's friend group is exactly alike, but you know their way of thinking, you know their ideas, then you're not really expanding yourself, are you? You're kind of staying holed in. You might think, well, I go out, you know, three times a a week. Well, if it's with the same two groups of people, you're not really expanding your personality. You're not expanding your view of the world. And and that's what part of this is. That's what the mayor there was talking about, right? Cross-pollinating ideas. That's what I, you know, and always... It seems like online you have the same people who are arguing for having a greater perspective of things, of being more compassionate with other people, who are also arguing that I don't need to go back and talk to any of these people. I don't want to see my dirty coworkers and breathe their air. It sounds real compassionate to me. But how do you develop that you know, sense of Greater community, you know, outside of your close circle without actually taking part in it. Oh, well, I post on the message board. I don't think it's the same. Let's go to Jack. Jack is in Lewiston. Thanks for the call, Jack. You're on WBEM. What's going on?
2: Yeah, good morning from the quiet village of Lewiston where it's snowing. Uh, what's going on is you're talking about uh, in person uh, things and doing things and. Uh, i uh, I'm taking a defensive driving course at blueport uh in the business office area, and uh, not right now, but uh, next month. And I like to do that in person because I'm not a computer guy. I just do the basic things on a computer and i don't I don't get involved so i and you know raise my hand in class and answer questions and all that. stuff. So ask questions uh, and get the answer pretty quickly and you know discuss things. So I don't know if it's student-centered or teacher-centered uh, for, the, uh, for the course. But, uh, uh, for example, that's one example why I like to be in person and without a mask. I like to recognize people.
1: I, how many would you say, you know, in general, how many unplanned social encounters do you have? And how, what percentage of that is related to working? Because I feel like that's a bulk of it.
2: Okay, I'm, I'm retired. I've been retired for over 20 years now. So uh, I don't, I don't, I never ran into that uh, situation. But uh, myself, I like personal interaction, uh, feedback, you know, from people, uh, uh, and be able to say things uh, that you can't say. Uh, on the on the computers, for example, you're restricted for uh, uh, your your conversation and and uh, maybe terms that you can use.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, Jack. Appreciate the call. Again, this is the you're not criticizing remote work for the work, and that's what makes it tough because it's it's very hard for somebody to say. You know, put yourself in whatever manager or big boss's shoes. It would be very hard to say to an employee or to your workforce, you know, hey, we need you to come back in the office. No, you're doing everything that's being asked of you. Our results are still good. You're doing great working from home where you are. And I know it's in some ways a lot easier on you. But, no, we need you back at work because, you know, it's good to talk to people. <laughs> it's tough to say. But it's it's so important to who we are. There's social encounters that you're not getting by staying at home and working. And, again, I, I mean, it's just another lesson, if you needed another one, of don't rely on just what you're being told as y- your take-home at the end of the day, you, you go back and you listen to what the person actually said. Because if you would read a, you know what people are saying about the New York City mayor's comments, you're saying, oh, well, people need to stop being lazy and get back to work. But that's not what he's saying at all. Sure, he cracked a joke about people being in pajamas. And quite frankly, when I was working from home for a month and a half or how, a couple months, actually, I wore pajamas, too. Why wouldn't I? But he's not talking about people being lazy. He's talking about people meeting people, about talking together. And in a world where every single day some pundit is out there saying, we're more divided than ever. Gee, I wonder why. Could it be because we spent two years without actually seeing people face-to-face Oh, I'm socializing only with people who agree with you, people you already know. You got to get that interaction with people who you normally wouldn't talk to. That's the only way you'll really understand other points of view. That, to me, is why it's important to get back into the office and the workspace. That's you know what the mayor says. Like I said, tough sell. If you're the boss, and that's the reason why you're uh, giving your employees there. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. I'll be back next week. Beam and Beamer on WBEM.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.